Magnificent Vibes Podcast, a.k.a. MVP. Sports, music, media, you know what we talk about. So I'm going to tell you what we're about to talk about. The NBA is off to a great start. Me and Ian is going to dive into some of the stuff that we like or dislike about different NBA topics. And we'll reveal them as you listen to the show. Also, at the Magnificent Vibes Music Table Discussion, we'll continue our top 10 or 15 best jazz-influenced hip-hop albums. Yes, this is Volume 2. Last time we did songs, this time we're doing albums. See if your favorite album has made the list. Also, we have special awards to give out, and we got a bonus theater space that we were able to plug into the show. So with that said, just kick back your feet, relax on your favorite couch, or while you're driving your car, turn the volume up, and enjoy the show. What up? Yo, we back. Am I loud and clear? You're loud and clear. You're loud and clear. Once again, it's on. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without a podcast to step to. Exactly. Exactly, man. What's been going on, my brother? How the, how the, how those uh, taffy apples work out for everybody? Oh, man, you know, you know, they finally came through, man. They finally came through. I had to make a couple of couple of deliveries, do a couple of drop-offs this weekend, you know. In fact, your, your spot was one of the drop-offs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I appreciate that, brother. Not a problem, man. I'm, I had to get, get out in the streets to get the people what they want. Taffy apples, crack, hamron, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what was more impressive about that, dude? Like, like yo, me started in like another hour or something. <laughs> I know, <laughs> dude. I know. I was gunning it down 79th Street. I had to put the Thames to the floor on the gas pedal. <laughs> Did you make it on time, though? I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. Always. Was you walking in with the older friends or was you walking in with all the young people? No, man. I was walking in with the elders. <laughs> That's how you know you're on time, man. When you're walking in with the old folk, you holding the door for the brothers and sisters in wheelchairs. That means you got to the meeting. Yeah, yeah, that means you're there early. I, I like to get there early, man, because you gotta, you know, you gotta look at that bulletin board. You might have to pull something old, put up something new. You know how it go. Yeah, yeah. You know when how it you go. Late, man, you got all, you got all the people, man. You over the door for them. They don't want to speak. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. On your feet, you know, don't want to say sorry, excuse me, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Oh, man, shout out, shout out to all those sisters out there who go stay partners in field service. Oh, whoa, 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 what's that mean, man? You got to interpret that for the, for, the, for the people. All right, so so you, you meet at the group, you meet at the meeting for field service with the group at, at, at a home or at the hall, whatever the case may be. And a sister gets assigned to a certain sister. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, nobody puts up any objections. Everything's set. The, 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 the group is set. Everyone's partnered up. 
You drive out to the territory, the sister don't show up. And her partner's looking around for her, like, oh, where my partner at? I called her, she ain't pick up. I saw her leave the hall, so I know she, I know she not at the hall. What's going on? Sister just don't show up, man. Dude, we had this one sister do that, man. And my congregation kind of crazy anyway. We had a um, we had a a a a thirteen year old girl and an eleven year old girl want to work with this particular sister. And you know she's she's oh she's old she's not old but she's older. She's single, you know, still vibrant and everything. And um, this this these little girls is looking really looking forward to working with her. And we get mm. to the territory, sister just don't show up. Then I see the sister. I see that same sister like later on in the day at a graduation party and I was like, hey, what happened to you? We was worried about you. Ain't know what happened. You wouldn't answer the phone. Oh, I went home, brother. I'm like, all right, well, how come you ain't tell your, tell your partners? You know, they was, I don't, I don't get that, man. Like, people, sometimes they don't get assigned to work with who they want to work with for whatever reason and they just Wait, 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 wait. Rewind, rewind. Wait a minute. So she had an attitude when she said that? She didn't have an attitude, but she was very dismissive. Oh, okay. Like, like, whatever. What's the big deal? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, man, oh, we, was, we, didn't, we didn't know what happened. We didn't know if you got robbed and knocked over the head or what. We was preaching in the garden. So I'm like, okay, where is she at? I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't like that either, man. I ain't that area. Stop, stop ghosting people. Stop, stop not showing up to the territory and disappearing because you didn't get assigned with the system you wanted to work with. Right. Because usually that's what it is. Like, oh, I don't feel like working with this person. <laughs> hey, I, and and that's the thing. Like, I, if you got something against somebody, that's why they say in the scriptures, go to your brother and talk to them about it. You know, like why, why? You making it difficult for the brothers taking the group out. You know he don't know what's going on sometimes between sisters, and you know they don't know what they went through. You know he, he, the brother's just fulfilling his assignment. He's trying to assign people to you know who we think would work out well in the ministry, and they go out in the ministry, and you just follow direction. You know, like I'll tell you, man, people gonna learn their lesson by not following direction, man, going their own way. Yeah, man, I, I can't call it. Oh, wait. I really can't call it. I, I I can't call it either, man. But well, but real quick, man. I, I I got a shout out. But before I get to my shout out, man, I, I I restarted the keto diet. I know it's been a big deal. I know you've been talking about it uh, with other brothers <laughs> and everything. I'm actually. I remember in the previous episode, I mentioned I was doing it for ten days. It worked out okay. But this time, me and the wife agreed to do it for a whole month this month. Mm. All right. So, so far, so good. I'm okay. I, I found a few alternatives to kind of help me through. But uh, I got a shout out, dude. And, and it's not going to be a good one. It's, kinda, it's not going to be a good one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, we, might get, we might get sued for this one. Spit that fire. <laughs> uh, I want to shout out Popeyes, man. Because <laughs> all this time, I've been waiting for them to put this chicken sandwich back on the market. So I could try it and see what everybody's talking about. And I was just gonna try it, you know, just see what it's all about. And I didn't I didn't know I didn't know it was coming. I didn't know it was coming. I me and my wife talked about it. We agreed to do the keto diet starting November 1st. Well, 
November 1st is the actual day that the chicken sandwich went back on the market. Well, I think Saturday. It was it Friday, was Saturday, actually. It was Friday. Well, it was Friday. Yeah, it was the exact same, exact same day. Exact same day. Because I, I didn't know. And I was at the barbershop. Homie came in the barbershop <laughs> like, yo, Popeye's 124 West. and got the chicken sandwiches early. I'm like, word, word. I, I, as soon as I finish getting my cut, I'm gonna slide over there, slid over there. But I'll let you finish the story. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm just saying, man, I, I get on social media, man. I'm seeing people posting it, posting the chicken sandwich, all that other stuff, man. Popeyes, y'all bogus, man. Y'all gonna wait. Y'all tactically waited until y'all knew that I was gonna get on the <laughs> diet to wanna bring out this sandwich. I was gonna make a, I was gonna make a rap song about the sandwich and everything. I had the beat ready, and you was gonna see another dedication to a restaurant video <laughs> that I was gonna send to the group chat. But can't can't do that, can't do that this month, cause I'm on this diet. You know what I mean? So I'm just gonna sit here. I'm gonna exercise one of the fruitages of the spirit, self control. And once December come, you will get my review on the Magnificent Vibes podcast. Of this, this this chicken sandwich that everybody's saying is good or overrated or people getting shot over it. All this <laughs> stuff. I don't care, man. I ain't eating one. So it don't matter. Hey, I will say this though. I will say this. The chicken sandwich delivers. It delivers. It's it's not worth people getting shot and stabbed over. It's not worth buying them online for a hundred bucks. And, and nothing's worth that. But if, if you go to the right Popeyes. It, it, it the, the sandwich delivers. I, I can't front. Like it's it's just the right amount of batter. It's tender chicken breast. It's uh, you know, right amount of sauce, man. It's, it's it's a cool little sandwich, man. It's not it's not like the food of the gods, though. It's, it's but it's definitely it's for people than, making it seem like it is. It's better than it is better than Wendy's chicken sandwich, and it's definitely better than Chick Fil A. And I don't even know why McDonald's and Burger King's chicken sandwich is even in the conversation because there's that that they barely even qualifies as chicken. Um, <laughs> that's like chicken dust or something. I don't know what that. What you right. call that? Oh, that's 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 chicken crap. That's what it is. But you know, it's 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 decent, man. It'll it'll fill you up on a Sunday afternoon, man. It ain't. But don't think you're like missing out on something like super spectacular. Right. Well, my sister-in-law went. You know, cause she, so we all agreed to do it. Like me, me, my wife, uh, my mother-in-law, and my sister-in-law. We all—they're doing the diet too. But my sister-in-law, she said, "You know what? I'm, I'm gonna cheat today, just because it came out." So she, she went and got it. She said she, she, she didn't think she thought it was overrated. It's, she thought it was over- it's, it's when you factor in all the social media hype and people jacking up their cars trying to drive through the drive through to get one and cut people in line when you factor all that into it yeah it is overrated right right but i mean but the it's, sam- still a, yeah. it's still a decent sandwich it's a decent sandwich i can't front but you yeah, said a key man. word though just don't you buy the hype word. man just don't buy the hype right but you said something key to what you to your review you said it depends on which popeyes you go to yes right so that makes a big di- the difference if you know if you go into some sandy, you know, Popeye's chicken on on eighty third and I don't know Greenwood or something. In comparison to, you know, going to the suburbs or whatever, you know, you ain't gonna get the right. I feel like if you go to the most hood Popeye's, 
you'll get the best one. Nah, nah. What you think? No, I, I gotta, I gotta disagree because, dude, I went to, I used to go to the Wendy's and Roseland a lot until like they just screwed me and my wife over just one too many times, and I finally I was like, all right, I had it with them. Since then they closed, so I like to think that my boycott worked. Um, <laughs> but dude, I went to a Wendy's in uh, what was it? Uh, what's that suburb when you go down? When you go down like uh, 95th Street past Ridgeland? Um, oh, 95th Oakland? Past Oakland. Palos? Palos, yes. I went to a Wendy's in Palos. And um, look, that's a good Wendy's, man. And it's like, dude, it was like a totally different restaurant. Hey, that Wendy's is fire, bro. It was a totally different experience. Like, the sandwiches were not, not only did they taste better, but they seemed bigger. And it's pressure, dude. They, they yeah, it's pressure. And you could even the pop tasted better. It was the weirdest thing. It was like, it's like, man, the Wendy's in the, in the hood ain't hitting like this, but it, it is about location, man. It really, really is. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, I agree with you. It, it, it's definitely about location. That man. being we'll, said, we'll see. That man. being I'm, said, if you live out my way, hit up the Popeyes on 124 from Western, man. I drive past two Popeyes just to go to that one because the other two Popeyes are whack. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, that 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 will end our, our bonus this space. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, Rodney. I went hey, Rodney. Me. I know. We went from a shout out to a we we we, we ain't even we ain't even get into the show proper yet, man. We 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 winging it, man. I ain't got no notes. Rodney hit me up last night, like, yo, this the show. We go live in two hours. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 you know how we do, this is, man. This you is know? totally pop the trunk today, man. I got no notes. We in popular demand. We we high in popular demand, man. We gotta give the people what they want, you know. But yeah, man, I, I, it, we we've been feeding for a this space, so it worked out. <laughs> we, ever since season five started, we didn't skip like three this space episodes. So this this makes up for it big time. Well, let's get into this NBA though, man. Um, I got this new segment that I created. It's, uh so because we got we we missed what two weeks of NBA action to talk about, so. You know, I know Jalen and, and Jacoby, they do they keep it moving segment or whatever, you know. But we're I'm, I'm going to make this a social media type thing, usually on social media for those who have it. You know, if you see some, you're scrolling up, you know, you, and you like it, you hit the like button. Now, on YouTube, it's different. You know, on YouTube, you got the, if you watch a video and you like the videos, sometimes I, I don't, I'm not conscious about liking videos on YouTube, but they have a like and a dislike button. You know what I mean? So this is what we're going to do. We're going to go through these NBA topics, and Ian's going to just basically let me know. If he like, he's going to hit the like button, and he's going to hit the dislike yes, button. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, and I don't know what topics you prepared, but I wonder if they have anything to do with some of our earlier picks that we made last episode, because some cats in the streets was kind of talking kind of reckless about my picks. Oh, okay. We'll see if we can people our way into that. Oh, yeah. I remember. I did. I was aware of that conversation. I was also aware of some shots that was taken towards my show, but I got something special for that. Oh, oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Hey, listen, if you, they they got fast forward buttons, they got areas where you could listen to certain topics on our show. Yes, every all our topics, just just click. Yeah, all our topics are time stamped in the description box. Yeah, yeah. 
I ain't asking nobody to listen to the whole entire episode in one day. Just click on what you're listening, to, what you're interested in hearing us talking about, or you can listen to the whole episode. It's your option. <laughs> You don't hear me going around complaining about y'all long podcasts. Them 45-minute conversations about the Cubs. (laughs) All right, man. I don't want to hear that. And I'm a Cubs fan. I don't want to hear that. (laughs) All right. Let's get get to this like or dislike button, man. The Phoenix Suns early start to the season. Which button you hitting, man, for that? I don't like deaths. I don't like that ish. Please explain. I think it's Fugazi, man. I, I think it's it's. I think we're just reacting very, very early. Like, um, you know, let's get like let's get like twenty twenty five games played, and then we'll know if they're legit or not. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm hitting this like button on this one too. Even though I mean, I'm gonna hit the like button on Devin Booker's so far this year. I'm rooting for Devin Booker to get to an All Star. Oh, absolutely! And I think it's about I think it's about time. And if he gets Phoenix rolling off to a bad side, and they're doing this without their their rookie, you know, um, center who's been who was suspended for 25 games. So uh, they're 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 balling, man. They're balling, but there are some there are some gray areas to some of their wins. I, I, I'm gonna put out there the the I would say the Philadelphia game, you know, no Joel and beat. So I'm not gonna put too much stock in that. I think they beat the Clippers with, and the Clippers I don't think had Kawhi Leonard playing. So I'm not gonna put too much stock in that mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a Devin Booker fan. You, you know this. Like I've I've said, he he's been deserved a spot on the All Star team, but um. I don't know, man. I just don't believe in them. Nah, I don't believe they in them. They might not too. be the worst and... team in the West like I predicted. I think I think that's gonna go to like the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. But they they may make a run at the playoffs. Like like you know, they seem confident, they seem comfortable with, with, with the with where they're at as a team and their personnel on the court. So they may make a run at that at that seventh or eighth spot for the playoffs. I can admit, I can admit yeah. when I was wrong about a team. I was, I might have been wrong about the Suns, but like, let's let's calm down and 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 you know, people talking about they're gonna beat the Clippers if they run across them in the playoffs. It's like, stop it. Whoa, 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 whoa! Where you hear this? I, I've heard it, man. I've heard it. Like, no one reputable, so like, don't, don't even worry about it. You know, you know how you be at <laughs> yeah, work and catch me talking basketball, and yeah. you hear just something that make you go, what? <laughs> like, Right, it's like calm down. It's like, did yeah. you just start watching basketball last week? Yeah, that, that's whack. That's whack. <laughs> yeah, I don't agree with that. All right, up next, Hayward finally. Jace, uh, Hayward has a Gordon Hayward finally has a breakout game. He had put up thirty nine points on the Cavs. Which button you hitting on that? I like it, but I I I I like it only because it's a it's a. This is an issue of like this is a it's about time story. Yeah, have, have we forgotten how much money they're paying Gordon Hayward? They pay him a lot of money, a lot. So, so I'm supposed to jump up and down because he had a 39 point game, and like, and like this is the first like breakout game he's had in what two years? Like, I'm supposed to jump up and down. I mean, I like the fact that he's shown he's capable of scoring at a high level, but like, I want you to have a breakout season, not a breakout game. Right, is he still coming off the bench? I couldn't even tell you. I don't. I don't. Is he? 
I don't know. I don't know. I would have to look into that. He might be. He might be. All right. Up next, LeBron James calls out haters after his historic night of dropping a third straight triple-double against the Bulls. You hitting the like button on that or the dislike button? You know I'm hitting the dislike. <laughs> Let me read you what he said. He said, first Laker with, he posted a tweet of the emoji, which is telling people to be quiet. And then he put the crown emoji. And then he puts first, la- you know, puts in his stat, first Laker with three straight triple doubles in 32 years. All hail the king. So what's your thoughts on this, man? Whack man, it's whack. Um, who did you get these triple doubles against? Uh, it was against the only the Bulls. So, wait, you, you, what, did, where did the other two come from? When he did against the Bulls, the other two, I would have to look at the step, I would have to look up the game, but let's see. They did the they did the Bulls. They beat the Bulls on Tuesday. They beat the Spurs on Sunday. He dropped a triple double on them, and then Friday they beat the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, I mean I'm not impressed, man. Like triple doubles are I've, I've stated this before, man. They're overrated statistic, man. Like okay, like LeBron, you need to be getting double digits in the points column. As big as you are, it's not a surprise if you get double digits in the rebound column. Like, and now that they're running you at like this, this kind of like point forward position, it's like it's it's not going to be uncommon for you to get ten assists. So it's like, dude, stop tooting your own horn. This is what I hate about LeBron James. It's like, you know, <laughs> he wants to get hailed for these like minor achievements, but when it comes mm. to the major achievements, he always he always needs help to get there. He always needs help to get a chip. He always needs some sort of support system. It's like it's always about who are we going to give him? Who's going to give him help? Who are we going to sign? Who are we going to trade to get this guy? Like the conversation is never about like, what, what, is LeBron just going to show up? Yeah. You know, that- you want to pat him on the back for triple doubles, but like, okay, like, great. So it's, it's I, 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 I don't get excited for that. Like, Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double. Uh, uh, two seasons in a row and got bounced out the first round of the playoffs. It's like, okay, and it's against, and it's against. I'm sorry, lackluster teams. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and the thing to me is, if you look back at at Lakers history, like Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, Will Chamberlain, Jerry West. All those greats, all they were concerned about was winning championships. Individual accolades are okay. They're great. But at this point in LeBron's career, I feel like he should be caring less about statistics. He should be caring about being the next Laker to bring a trophy home to La La Land. And he's, that goes back to what I've been saying about LeBron James for years since he first started playing with the Cavs in his first stint. He's so concerned about people, about what people got to say about him. But yet, he always puts himself in the center of attention and then want to complain about the criticism. You you put just, If you put yourself out there, you got to be ready to take the bad and the good. 
you're not gonna always take the good. And on top of that, who is saying that like, like he was making the, the, the biggest reason why he posted that? This is you know from the article that I read. The reason why he posted that is because he feel that people were saying he's old, he's washed up, he, you know, he's not the same LeBron James. I remember after the Clippers game, everybody was saying he was, he didn't look quick, he didn't look, he looked kind of old. Stephen A. was going crazy on first take about how old he thought LeBron James looked and everything. And now he's putting, you know, he he has a couple of big games against a couple of teams that. You know, the Dallas Mavericks, they all right, they all right, you know, they all right. The Spurs, they all right. <laughs> cool, you know what I mean? The Bulls, come on, man. The Bulls, the Bulls? Yeah, it's other teams out here that are like more John Blaze. Like, it's not like, it's not like you got that triple-double going up against Lance Stevenson or something. Hey, I got I got a special topic. I I got a special topic for Lance Stevenson coming up too, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Like, come on, dude. Like, seriously, LeBron, just worry about focusing. Yeah, they're and I'm surprised. I am surprised at how good the Lakers have started this season. Because usually when LeBron goes to a a new team or he has a new team around him, it takes it takes them about 20, 30 games to really mesh well together. But so far, they looking better than what they, you know, in, in past projects that he's been a part of. But I'm still not worry about so, yeah, worry about who you're gonna trade in February to get get that next <laughs> uh role player uh to get you a chip, LeBron. Worry about that. Yeah. Start yeah. start start thinking about that now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Hey, Caldwell Pope, better enjoy your time in uh, La La Land while you can. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame what happened to KCP. <laughs> Shoot, pretty soon KCP going to be having his own barbecue joint. <laughs> <laughs> KBC's ribs and chicken. Uh, up next, next shaky start is all Kyrie's fault. You're hitting the like button or the dislike button. Um, on that particular take, I'm I'm hitting. It's not so much I'm hitting the like button. It's more of a like I told you so button. Oh, okay, nice little spin on that. Not surprised. I gotta say, like, do I think they're gonna continue to play this mediocre like throughout the season? No, I, I think they'll eventually get it together and start clicking. But like I said before, I think they kind of traded in their identity. It's like what made them good was that everyone touched the ball. You know, you had Lavert, you had Dinwiddie, you had Allen, um, you, you had Russell, but you know he walked away. Um, so they were like they were like sneaky good. They caught a lot of teams slipping because they didn't really know. Okay, who's the ball going to end up with? You know, who's you know who's going to score this time? Now you know. Okay, everyone else is kind of standing back and 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 just watching Kyrie as he plays hero ball and okay we'll just we'll just double team him like you know put a big body on him like you know and I think they kind of traded in their identity a bit to to make room for him you know and like uh I don't know what a successful season for Brooklyn is going to look like if if you you follow what I'm saying like I don't know if a successful season for them is going to be like a, a, a you know, make the playoffs and get bounced the first round, get bounced the second round, and then 
you know, regroup when KD gets healthy again. Or maybe a good season for them is just like by the time the summer hits, like everyone's not like hating each other. You know what I mean? Like, because it's like well, that's, that's kind of. That's kind of what happened in Boston, and it's like, man, Kyrie, man, you here, you are in another turnkey situation, you know, and this this issue of your attitude is coming up. Yeah, I'm, I was shocked that it happened this early in the season, to be honest with you. Like, like I thought it was going to start happening in like the spring, basically, but you know, already we're hearing reports about this, and it's like I could totally see it. Like, I could totally see it. Um, you know, Kyrie's just a weirdo, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit the. You know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit the dislike button on this. Not because I dislike the fact that. You know, I don't think. I don't think it's Kyrie's fault why they're off to a shaky start. Um, I think he's done. I mean, I'm gonna use the example of the 50 point game he had. You know, he had a 50 point game. He had eight or nine assists. You know, I think eight or nine rebounds, and he had no turnovers. You know, uh, somebody, Allen, Allen had to hit two free throws at the end of one of those games and, and, and he didn't, he missed them. So he ended up having to go to overtime and Kyrie almost hit a NBA streets style game winner that missed off the back of the rim. But I, I, I will answer your question as regards what would be a successful season for the Nets. A successful season for the Nets with this roster is to get to the conference finals. That's it. Like they, this roster has to get to the conference finals. But the bad part about that is, if they do make it to the conference finals, they could end up, like you said, in another Boston situation. Because here's the difference: Kyrie will probably still have played. Unlike you know when Boston made it to the conference finals without Kyrie a couple of years ago. This time, you got if Kyrie stays healthy and they take and he ends up helping them get to the conference finals. Now the pressure is on Durant. Durant becomes the new Kyrie the following season. And so if Kevin Durant gets there and things really start getting chippy between him and Kyrie and they're not having the type of successful season that everybody think they was going to have and they end up getting bounced in the first or second round, oh, we're going to see how quick that friendship. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Up next. Load management. Oh, just in general? Yeah, load management. For example, with with the whole situation with Kawhi Leonard. If they have a back-to-back, they're going to sit Ka- Kawhi Leonard one of those games. And in particular, tonight, the Milwaukee Bucks play the Clippers tonight, but Ka- Kawhi Leonard is being benched for rest. Mm. This is the second season i'm not a fan of low management i I gotta hit the dislike button i'm hitting a big dislike button on this man it's like you got the you got the issue of like like games like that like what you brought up like milwaukee and and the clippers it's like these are games that like the fans have circled on their calendar and then like you get there and then like the best of the best isn't even playing they're not even out there on the court you know like I'm just not a fan of it, man. Like, like play the season. Like, you, you, you can pay millions of dollars to play ball. Go out there and play ball. You know, like, I, I get the injury concerns, but, like, injuries happen every day, B. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? I, like, you, could, you, could, you can come back from a 10-day rest and go out there and 
fall the wrong way and, and tear your MCL. You know, like, it can happen. Especially with, with Paul George not being in the lineup yet. I feel like it's too early, right? This man is a grown man. He's swole. You know, he's built. He's he's a he's in shape, man. You don't see, uh, you know, I'm going to throw LeBron James out there. You know, as much as we like to criticize LeBron James on the show, he he's in great shape. You know, you don't see loads management happening with LeBron James. And but that's he a, plays <laughs> way. That's a different issue because see the Lakers can't afford Lord Lord management right now. Like they like can. You rest you rest LeBron and A D or one of the two and like you you probably gonna be walking away with an L. Right. So they, they're kind of in a different boat. But I, I'm just saying, as far as just the the physique, you know, both both LeBron and Le- Leonard are in great shape, man. I don't see the reason why he's got to be his minutes has to be managed or his rest has to be managed, dude. Like earlier in the season, I feel like if Paul George is back, okay, you know, you can deal with that if Paul George is back, or you could switch Paul George up. One night he he gets a rest, another night. But you know they kind of Houston kind of did that already with 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 the Rockets you know with Russell Westbrook and resting sitting him down for rest. But it's like man, dude, these players, man, just play, dude. Like why why are y'all talking about load management for? Like just play. And then yeah, this ain't the fans. Yeah, this ain't April. You know what I mean? This is November, so I'm, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Big dislike. Big dislike. And and it creates like. A false assessment of the team because it's like now you're gonna notch up some losses because you rested your star player, and it could kind of be misleading at the end of the season as far as like how how good your team really is. It's like you might be sitting at like a, a five six seed when you if you had played everybody you could be a one or two seed. Right, right. I agree with that 100. percent Up next, Mike Conley is struggling. You're hitting the like or the dislike button. Oh man, I, I hit the dislike button on this man. I don't, I don't like seeing this. It's, did, did he have like a, 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 a? You lift up his jersey. Did he have like an expiration date tattooed on him? Like what's, <laughs> what's, what's going on? He playing like garbage. Like, and it's, it's sad because it's like they were really banking on him to make their team click. Now, fortunately, they're they appear to be getting it together because they only have what two losses right now, right? I think so. Yeah, I haven't checked the stats. Like yeah, last I checked, they were like four and two, so they're still they're still playing okay. But it's just kind of like, okay, man, what happened? Like, are y'all gonna have to trade him again before the before the season is out? Like, hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I look at these. This dude is averaging twelve points a game, twelve point four points a game. His lowest average in ten years. He. He's averaging 3.9 assists a game, shooting 38% from field goal range and averaging 3.1 turnovers. Yeah, that's bad, man. Um, I'm not so much worried about the points average because he's got other people on the squad that can put up points. But yeah, that, that assist average is pretty low and the turnover average is like terrible. That that equal efficiency. Right, it's equal. It's like every time he's he's destined to actually every time he goes down the floor, the court, he's gonna throw an assist, and then next time he goes, he's gonna turn the ball over, and then the same thing. It's like I don't, yeah, man, I don't know what's going on with Mike, man. I hope 
that he shakes out this slump and he gets it together. Maybe it's because he's in a new system. He's trying to learn a new, uh, new offense and his mind is on too much on trying to run the offense instead of just playing his game. But I think once he gets comfortable, I think he'll be all right. I'm hitting this like uh, a lot. Biggest reason why is because Mike Mike is one of the nicest dudes in the NBA. He's a he's a standout guy. And I always want to see this dude succeed. I just hate that now that he's finally on a competitive team that he's putting up his worst numbers. Yeah, and it, and it potentially messes up my prediction because I had them as a fourth seed. <laughs> <laughs> so for selfish reasons, I got you. I got you. Um, <laughs> up next, Alex Caruso, man. Are you hitting the like button on, or the dislike button on this dude? Man, I'm hitting the ignore button, like. <laughs> Don't come at me talking about no Alex Caruso. Like, Drake? <laughs> Dude, man, why Why is it that when it's a white player, or, you know, I meant Caucasian, when it's a Caucasian player or a player of another race that it's not typical for them to be really uh, athletic or just have this swag about themselves, you know, and everything, that everybody eats it up and they're... They're going crazy over this dude. Then they call it, Caru- you know, it's like Caruso mania or whatever the case may be. It's like, dude, this man is like the 13th, 12th guy coming off the Lakers bench. And everybody want to go crazy when he just do a basic dunk. In garbage time at that. In garbage time. He's out there in garbage time. And then he had a good game against the Bulls last night. And now everybody, oh, Caruso, this, Caruso, that. I'm turning on sports radio. They're talking about Alex Caruso. I was like, what? Like, uh, he, is he the next Matthew Della Vadova? Like, what? Le- LeBron always find these people. Where did he always find these people from? Man, like, I'm, move on, man. I'm not I'm not talking about dude, man. Like, he, he's, the, he's the Kanye West Jesus is King album of NBA players. It's like, I'm not talking about <laughs> Oh man, man he looks bad, man. He look, he looked like I get it. Part of the appeal is that he doesn't look like an NBA player. He looks like someone who came over to fix my furnace one time. <laughs> he like he worked for four seasons. Yeah, <laughs> he coming over for a cleaning check. <laughs> you know you want to change your filters every fall. Um, I think it's your deucer, your deucer fan. Your deucer fan's not running. You got a bird stuck in here, but uh. We can get it out, you know. Yeah, man, move on, move on. I'm not talking about him. All right, uh, these next two topics you're gonna be, you're definitely gonna want to talk about. Uh, the are you hitting the like or dislike button on Dame Dollar calling out the Warriors upper management for being money hungry? Um, I, I'm disliking this because, like, I think he's got the wrong read on it. I don't even think it's <laughs> is that that is that they're money hungry now, like. You want to call the Bulls management money hungry? Sure, I think I think the Golden State uh, management is more guilty of being championship hungry, which is what a franchise should be. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. like they it's not like they they're shortchanging any of the players they signed. They every everyone like like within the past five years between Steph, Clay, Draymond, KD, um, who am I forgetting? Uh, you got uh, Clay Thompson. Yeah, I said Clay, but whatever. Between the four of them, like they all got decent paydays. 
Like they all got yeah, decent. Um, D'Angelo Russell got a payday. Yeah, even D'Angelo Russell. So it's like, what are you talking about? They're money hungry. Like call yeah. out the Knicks, call out the Bulls. I think what it is, I'm hitting a dislike button on this one too. I think what it is with with Damian Lillard is that he's a homer. You know, he's from Oakland, and you know he was raised off watching Warriors basketball. And I think he's just, you know, he's just bitter and disgruntled towards the move to San Francisco. So, but we'll you know, say that. It, don't, but don't say they're money hungry. I, I feel like he should. I, I feel, yeah, I agree. I, I feel like he should have went that route more than just calling out the Warriors for being money hungry. Like, like, like dude, this, you know, they're the Golden State Warriors. The, you know, the month. Honestly, San Francisco, they're they're. They're gonna go see the games. They're they're the ones coming across that bridge to go see the games. Yeah, I mean, Oakland. If you compare the poverty, I mean, not the poverty, but the money, you know, in between San Francisco and Oakland, there's more revenue in San Francisco. So I agree that yeah, you know, it's as far as money is concerned, you know, the money is behind the decision. Money is always behind the decisions of owners. When it comes to anything involving their team, but to say that they're starving for it, no, 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 or, or just trying to be greedy, I don't think that was a greedy move, you know. And they're just doing what's best for their franchise. Owners can do what they want, you know. At the end of the day, yeah. So, and, and it's not like he moved the team across the uh, to the East Coast to Baltimore, you know. What I mean, like. <laughs> it's not- I like what, what the, the what Art Modell did with the Cleveland Browns, you know, and moved them over to the Baltimore Ravens. It's like, uh, uh, this is different, man. He just moved them across the bridge. Man, you can still root for the the uh, Golden State Warriors. You just have to root for them. Why you in Oakland? That's all. Uh, um, San Fran, yeah. Yeah, or in San Fran. That's right. Up next, Jimmy Butler slams critics and Lance Stevenson. I ain't like, like this. You know I ain't like this. <laughs> hey man, the floor is yours, man. I'm gonna just get some popcorn real quick. Oh, I can't eat popcorn from keto. <laughs> eat a taffy apple. <laughs> I can't even eat that either. <laughs> oh no, man, Jimmy Butler. In in the words of of uh, Alonzo from Training Day, you disloyal mf. <laughs> You fool made this loyal man, dude. What possessed him to open up his mouth, speak on the goat? Okay, Lance Stevenson was carrying his team to the playoffs when you were still a bench warmer for for Derrick Rose. Had Derrick Rose not got injured, you would have never shined. You know what you are, Jimmy Butler? You're Brandon Bass with the shoe deal. love it i love it you go from team to team as a malcontent you don't like this person this person not putting forth enough effort this person ain't they don't practice hard enough blah 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 i'm gonna talk my way out out of the, the all these situations what happened in philly what happened in philly you you had a perfect situation there you walked away talking about something you want to compete and then you go join the miami heat yeah and then you got the nerve the nerve to open your mouth about the goat who was giving lebron fits you know what I'm saying? When you were still a pup on the bench. <laughs> oh man, Ian. <laughs> he was gonna be he was gonna win my Essence of Otis Award, but I got somebody else that that, that can win that. 
So I'm okay. glad you brought. I'm glad you brought this up, though. I told you I had a Steve Lance Stevenson uh, topic on the, on this list. All right, two more, and then uh, we'll be done with the NBA talk. Anthony Davis speculating speculations out there that he, you know, the possible Chicago will be a possible destination for him next year. Dislike or like button. This is another one, man. I gotta hit the ignore button. Gotcha. Yeah. I, got, I know I'm not sticking to the format here, but like, no, no, go ahead. I like I'm hitting the dislike button. Like, whatever, Anthony. It's like I heard someone on some sports show say that he was basically just playing to the crowd because he made the he made the comments at some a Chicago event, and uh, basically he was playing to the crowd. And I agree. This is nothing to take serious. No one in their right mind is trying to come to the Bulls right now. Like, like that would be career suicide for Anthony Davis right now. Like, you got a pretty good chance of winning a championship with LeBron and Lakers. And you know they're going to pay you who gobs of money after you do. They have you come back and re-up your contract. It's like, I, I, can, <laughs> I can see the Bulls trying to get him in and offer him like $18 million a year. Yeah. I can see them doing something whack like that. Like, it's totally just like botching the pitch. You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't want that. They, the guard, nobody wants to play for card packs, with, man. With, with, if you take 18, we, we could, we, we'll have enough room to sign another player for you. Like, no, thank you. Like, you know what's going to happen, man? Anthony Davis is going to be in a Bulls uniform when he washed up. That's how Chicago teams do it. Ken Griffey Jr., Rip Hamilton. Wayne Wade, the list goes on and on, man. It's the same thing with Chicago teams. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. We'll see him in a Bulls Blue uniform. We'll see him in a Bulls uniform nine in about nine years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see him there. We'll see him when he washed up. He's, he'll be like a backup center. He'll get a standing ovation, and everybody be buying Anthony Davis jerseys, and then everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, he ain't as good as he used to be." And, uh, and I'm just gonna be looking at him like, I don't know why y'all was so hyped about this. And, you know, it is what it is, man. That's that's only the bull, as uh, Chris would say. <laughs> um, and last but not least. We, had, we, we couldn't go out this show without talking about it. We could we could not. We missed it last week, but I, I was I was determined to talk about this with you. Uh, the Carl Anthony Towns, Joel and B fight. Are you hitting the right foot <laughs> just like that? Hey man, I always like a good a good scuffle, man. I hit, gotta hit the light button. <laughs> That's what this I'm was. Like this that. wasn't this wasn't a fight. It was a it was a it was a kerfluffle. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Charles Barkley said they were snuggling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Snuggle, snuggle fest, man. Hey, man. Did you hear what Craig Smith said about him? No. He was like, man, neither one of these dudes got any hands. No hands between the two of them, man. Like, he said they need to start coaching these centers on how to get some hands, man. <laughs> apparent, apparently, uh, Ben Simmons had more hands than both of them. I mean... This dude, like, how you put a chokehold on 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 Carl Anthony Towns and then tell everybody, "Oh, I was just trying to break it up. I was trying to be a peacemaker." It's like so you break oh, it dude. up while you're on the ground. Yeah, it's like how did he how did he keep from getting a suspension? He sound like one of these corrupt police officers that be killing <laughs> black. <people. laughs> he was he was resisting arrest, so I had to choke right. him out. Yeah, it's, it's the 
like, what? You know, y'all, y'all, that's that's terrible. And Ben Simmons should have got suspended. Off yeah, the record. Should've. He should have at least got one game. Or he should that wait a minute, he only got fined like what, fifteen thousand? Like, that ain't nothing. That's like that's like a dub, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's garbage. But that 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 was fun to watch. I will say it. That, that was fun. Even the trash talk afterwards was fun to watch, you know, with the with them going back and forth. But was what was even more hilarious was Carl Anthony Towns' mom, man. I don't know if you saw the video I sent you. Yes, I did. I did. Did you see her up top? She looked like she was about to do Hulk Hogan and jump from the tightrope. Yes. Yes. I mean, like, they all, like, they, he, like, can't have, like, a good three people jump on him. Like, you yeah. know, Ben Simmons being one of them, and then, like, Joel and B stuck his thumb all in his eye. It was, it was good. But you know what? Cat held his own, man. Cat held his own. He kind of impressed yeah. me. He had, yeah, he had hey, some. He had some squabbles. Yeah, cat, cat gained some points with me, man. He he ain't soft as I thought he was. Cause you know, last year the word was going around that Jimmy Butler punked him out in practice and everything. But I think honestly, and also too, I thought Joel and B said some. I think this was also you know to get back at Joel and B for some stuff he said last year. Like Joel was taking some subliminal shots. At Minnesota, once Jimmy Butler had got traded to Philly, and I don't, I don't think that sat well with Carl Anthony Towns then. So I think Carl had this game marked on his calendar, and I wouldn't be surprised if something happened between them and the Miami Heat the next, the next time they play against each other. Mm. I, I'm just saying, I, I, this, this is, this is turning into some, some nice NBA drama. Okay, okay. I didn't even uh yeah, I didn't even hear that part of it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I just I don't remember. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go back and listen to one of our older episodes, but I remember Carl and I remember not Carl and and Embiid saying some things, but we'll see. I, I I have to do some research, but man that whole thing, I, I enjoyed it. Even though no punches was thrown, you know, I'm just glad that it turned out the way it turned out. You know, Joel and Bean got up, pumped the crowd up. It was kind of like you remember that a long time. Remember a long time ago when the Cubs and White Sox played each other, and Michael Barry got ran over by AJ Przinsky, and Michael Barry punched AJ Przinsky in the face, and AJ Przinsky went up to the crowd and was like pumping up the crowd, and he took a punch. He took that punch pretty good. Like it wasn't even like he didn't even get phased by that punch. Yeah, I remember but, that. Dude, it was that was hilarious. That's what that fight reminded me of. Even though no punches were thrown, there was crowd participation. It was like watching the con. Like me and you, in we concert enthusiasts. You know, we we like hip hop uh, artists that that get the crowd participation going. Man, I appreciate that about Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with that said, man, we gonna go to a commercial break that ends our NBA segment. All right, we'll be right back. We got baby, 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 spare ribs, roast beef, hot links, and more to give. Cube steaks, hot dogs, real tips, ooh, pork chops, turkey wings, and chicken wings, too. Give me a wave if you like catfish. Jump up if it's your favorite dish. Tommy likes ribs and chicken wings. If you like you, let me hear you scream. Wave for catfish. Scream for real. 
right, we back. All right, all right. So we back at the table, the Magnificent Vibes discussion, and um, we going into volume two of our top ten best or ten or fifteen best jazz influenced hip hop songs. I gotta admit, in I didn't get a chance to do the rest of my homework, but I did scrape up a few songs. I don't have quite ten songs, but I have some songs that I did not mention on the previous show that I saved for this show. Oh wait, you said songs. I misread your uh, text. I thought you said I thought you, we were going albums. Oh, I mean, we could go albums if you prepare. Yeah, I, I wrote out some albums. I I totally misread it. No, that's cool. That's cool. You know what? Let's just do the. You know, let's just do the albums then, man. I don't have any albums, but I I'll let you take the floor. Okay. All right. Um. Well, for the for the albums, man, I do have what is it? 50, yeah, I got fifteen here in no particular order. Um, I got tri- Tribe Called Quest, People's Instinctive Travels, and the Paths of Rhythm. Great, great album. Great album, man. 1990, man. Right, uh, right behind it, I got Tribe Called Quest again, low end theory. Um, they got more layered with the jazz samples and and a little bit more experimental uh, with that on that on that album. And then I <laughs> followed up with with a Tribe Called Quest again with Midnight Marauders. <laughs> oh man, dude. What was great about Midnight Marauders to me? Well, the, first of all, it was the whole album. Midnight Marauders is my favorite Tribe album. I really, really love the the, the interludes, the hidden interludes. Yeah, um, you know, they kind of connected the whole theme of album together. Um, next up, I have Smith and Wesson with The Shining. Okay, from 1995. Very, very underrated hip hop album, just in general. But a lot of the jazz samples on here are just very smooth and just mesh very well with their flow. Um, I also have Diggable Planet's Blowout Comb uh, from 1994. Like, this album is like, it's it's almost like more of a jazz album than a hip-hop album. It, yeah. To from, me. The first, from the minute you put it on, the horns. Yeah. Like, right away. And yeah, man, I, don't get me started on blowout. Con- I, that's to me, in my opinion, and it, and it could be a subject for another episode. But I think Blowout Home is one of the most underrated albums of all time. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like, like this this album is a just a, almost like going on a journey, man. It's 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 like I, I can't I can't think of nothing else I could really compare it to, like. Um. Yeah, just sonically, just very different, man. But yeah, Blowout Cone from 1994. Then um, next up, I have the Lone Catalyst with the Catalyst Files. Um, Lone Catalyst was one of those really slept-on underground groups coming out of Pittsburgh back in the early 2000s, late 90s. Um, the Catalyst Files is a good place to start. They have another album called Hip Hop. They have a couple albums, but. Um, the other one is called Hip Hop, but I strongly suggest you start off with The Catalyst Files from 2001. Very, very dope jazzy album. Next one I have is actually J. Rawls, The Essence Of. J. Rawls is the producer for Long Catalyst, but he did his own solo joint in 2002 entitled The yeah. Essence Of. Very, very dope jazzy album. Just love that album. Man, just just great album, man. Just great album. And it, it really gives you a sense of what you're going to get uh, from Lone Catalyst as a group, um, so J. Raw's the essence of. I will check Lone Catalyst though. I'm I'm gonna have to go backtrack and listen to that. But the J. Raw's I'm definitely familiar with. 
Yes, yes, yes. He's one of one one of my favorite producers, man. Um, next up, I got Astro and Blue Bike. Soon come. Yeah, you put me onto that album, man. That's a great jazz album from 2002. Um, great album, very upbeat, jazzy album. It's just a fun listen, man. This album's a fun listen. It doesn't take itself too seriously, uh, but at the same time, it's, it's got some lyrics with some depth to it. And um, I really, really enjoyed this album, man. Very slept on. Uh, next up, I got the Jazz Liberators with Clint, Clint I believe it's pronounced Clint Doyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got, the, I got, I had that album. Yeah, yeah Jazz Liberators, man. It was, it was. They're a group of dudes from France, actually, but they did like a compilation styled album uh, with a bunch of you know American MCs. Um, Fat Lip from the Far Side um, yeah. was, was on that album. Uh, OC was on that album. Um, just, just good stuff, man. Like, like they they dig deep into some some crates uh, when it comes to the jazz and. Um, they just bring that goodness, man. They just bring that goodness. So, yeah, Jazz Liberators, Clint Doyle from 2007. Uh, next up, I got Quasimodo, The Unseen. Yeah. Good one. Um, This was probably the first Stone's Throw album I ever bought. But, man, like, this album is probably one of my favorite 10 hip-hop albums of all time. Mmm. Just, just because of the production, um, yeah, Quasimodo, the Unseen, uh, aka Madlib. But this is a incredibly like deep, jazzy album. Um, man, it just goes down so smooth, man. It's like from the moment the album comes on, you're like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm in store for something different. Like this is, this is not your typical. One this of my ain't, favorite hip hop for your casual rap fan. No, no. And one of my favorite songs off that album is Realize, man. I just love that track so much. Oh, that flute? <laughs> that flute. Oh my goodness, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. Man, I want to throw that album on now, man. I don't even got it on Yeah, Quasimodo the Unseen is. Gotta check that out. All right. Yeah. Um. Next up, I got the roots. This is a this is an interesting pick. I got the roots. Organics. That, yeah. Yeah. That was more to me. That was more jazz influence than Do You Want More, and that was a jazz influence album too. Yeah. Yeah. That that album, man. Like, it's it's highly slept on. I actually bump it more than I bump Do You Want More. I really don't bump Do You Want More as much as I used to. But yeah, I always backtrack to that album. Yeah, Organic's incredibly, like, great, jazzy album. I mean, of course, the Roots are a band. And so, you know, they sonically, they could kind of explore that space, you know, more and not be restricted by samples. But, um, man, I love Organic's, man. I, that was, that was, Organic's was like... I want to say it was the album that got me into the roots because, like, I didn't, I didn't buy it. I bought it. I know I bought it before things fall apart. Mm-hmm. But I want to say, yeah, I want to say that was the first roots album I bought. I bought it just before things fall apart came out. I know that. And because somebody, I think it was my boy Jay, he was like, "Yeah, you want to get into the roots? Start out with this." And I was like, "All right, mm-hmm. cool." And um. <laughs> 
I forgot how I even got a hold of a copy of it because it wasn't in store. So I don't know. I even got a hold of a copy of it. And like, I love that album, man, to this day. Um, and next up, I got P Rock and CL Smooth, the main ingredient. Yeah, good one. Um, I actually did a. This was this album was part of a uh, album face off on my podcast. We put it up against Comments Resurrection, uh, which is also the next album I have listed. Uh, Common Resurrection, also from 1994. Check out both these albums, man. These are, 1994 was an excellent year for hip hop. Both these albums are just just jazzy juggernauts of albums, man. Um, and then next up, I got Stress by Organized Confusion. Mm. Um, a lot of people don't think of it as like a jazzy hip hop album because Pharrell Monches and Prince Paul's but Prince Paul's lyrics were so dark on there, but like it's it's jazz. It's definitely jazz. Okay. Um, so check that out. And then lastly, I got Pete Rock Soul Survivor. Yes, yes. That one's buttery smooth, man. It's like I mean, this was when I was bumping like nonstop my freshman year in high school. That that is definitely one of my all time favorite albums. Yeah, very, very smooth, man. Just just mm-hmm. yeah. You, you gotta you gotta experience it. It's better experience than described. Yeah. Even I mean the way it starts, the the intro just gets you like high. Uh, man, that that's the one thing that I miss about CDs is like you couldn't when you put in a CD, you couldn't really skip the first track because you didn't know when the CD was getting ready to load. So the first track always played before you hit the skip button so you know unlike in the social media era and with, with with music and spotify and all this other stuff where you could just choose whatever song you want and you don't get the full benefit of the album cds allowed you to get that full benefit of the album because as soon as you put that on you couldn't skip over the first track so it's like boom you hit those horns when when um you put in soul survivor and you hit a, the, the James Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, i like to know, are you ready for start time? It's like, dude, what is this? This is okay. Mm-hmm. So, and you, and you know with me, and intros mean a lot to me. You know, it makes or break your album. <laughs> <laughs> you could reference one of our previous episodes with, with uh, Slum Village's disaster of an intro that they dropped with the uh, Trinity album. But you know, it's like <laughs> intros make a big deal, man. It's got to start off right, man, for me to get into this album. Yeah, me and me and me and Jamil, when we did our Gangstar review, we 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 referenced that Trinity uh, intro. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to that review, man. Yeah, because he he actually compared an interlude on there on the Gang the Gangstar album to the Slum Village. Um. <laughs> In a little, I'm like, no, dude, I totally disagree. <laughs> I don't agree. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. But it's, I'll re-listen to it again, just because I'm guilt. I'm kind of guilty because with Spotify, you know, you can kind of skip, skim through. And with the Gangstar album, I really didn't listen to it in order. I was listening to track, but but now, you know, I went back and listened track for track later on. But I still, I kind of skipped the intro, so I gotta go back and listen to it. Okay. 
but the song i mean the songs are so good on the album that it was like man dude like i don't have the patience i just want to get into the music yeah so yeah. but yeah i'm gonna have to go back to <laughs> <Jamil>. me <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, he was bugging on that one. <laughs> well, I, I do have. Uh, that was a great list, man. That's a nice list that you put together. Some albums. I took. I took some notes on a couple of those that I probably missed. I'm gonna go back and listen to. But a uh, real good list. And if you haven't checked these out, man, do yourself a favor and, and check them out. Um, I got a couple of. I got one album though that. It's a sleeper as far as jazz tunes and jazz influence. And I know everybody raves about Far Side's Bizarre Ride album, but Laugh Cabin California is not to be ignored. You're 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 right. You're you're exactly right on that. You're exactly right. It's, it's that is an underrated album. Yeah, Splatorium. Oh my goodness, that used to be my track. That piano. When it like it starts off a nice little smooth joint, but then that jazzy piano comes in and it's like they're not really rapping, they're just talking, but it's just just a smooth track, dude, all the way through. And um and then the far side type self-titled song, which comes on after BS, is that jazz sample, dude. If you listen to the original version of where they got that from. It makes you appreciate that song even more. It, 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 man, Lab, Cali- Lab Cabin California is a very underrated album too, in my opinion. That that uh, and don't I mean? How could you ignore Drop? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, oh yeah. Like, and, and and Running, that's a jazz influence sample by Dilla. Like that album was was straight gold, man. I I enjoyed every minute of that album. Man, man, you got me, you got me reminiscing on it now, man. Like, <laughs> hey, man, I got introduced. Okay, so I, when "Passing Me By" came out, I didn't know nothing about the song. I didn't. I, I got introduced to Farside off Lab Cal- Cabin, California, and when "Running" came out, I was like, man, this song is amazing. It's fun. It's the video was amazing. It was different from what I was seeing on, on on TV. It was in the midst of all this East Coast, West Coast stuff. And here, this this far side, this 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 group that comes out with this creativeness. And then it wasn't until when I got into the you know started buying albums, and I really I made an effort to buy that album when I started making some money. And then I was like, you know what? Let me. I found out they had another album, not being dumb dumbfounded to the fact that they made passing me by so i went back and bought bizarre ride and i'm like oh my goodness <laughs> how did i miss this yeah man yeah this? yeah the, the 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 far side train was very brief man because dude i got put on to him like years after the fact like probably 98 and like uh, uh one of my classmates this dude named scott i used to hang out with he was a hip-hop head too he was in the little hip-hop crew i was in too he was his whole thing was like west coast underground hip-hop so like freestyle fellowship jurassic five souls of mischief dialected it uh, he put me on all those groups but the one i remember the most was the far side and i remember thinking to myself like yo i heard these before like on the radio but it was the album cuts the deep album cuts that impressed me the most yeah me too me too you know, especially so. what they were 
about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really broke the mold as far as like West Coast groups and, and what they were allowed to, you know, look like and sound like. Dude, they were rapping about playing Madden. Like, <laughs> I'm a game head. You know me, and I'm a game head. I was always in Madden and, and everything, man. These dudes making, they, they talking about, they playing video games in the middle of making us. <laughs> like, what? Like, what hip hop group is doing that? But like, in the interludes, man, like the inter- like, remember, remember, it's Jigaboo time. Yeah, <laughs> dude, man. Like, like, far side was totally different. They were so left field, but it was good left field. And and Quentin's on his way with the with the weed, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man, dude. Like they're they're special, man. They were special. I. I, a lot of their projects after their first two albums didn't do so well. They were okay, but dude, if you were not up on Far Side, go back and listen to the first two albums, man. You'll never, you'll never regret it. Yeah, I was thrilled when I got a, got a chance to actually meet them at that uh, at that concert at the Congress Theater. Oh yeah, I was they, there. Yeah, they were just kicking around outside, man. I got to shake up with them and. You I know. think Fat Lip was gone from the group by that time, though, right? He was, he was, and I like. I asked them about that, like, and I was like, yeah, yeah man, what's, what's up with, like, a, a you know, a, a reunion with the other four, or the other two, and, like, one of the guys in the entourage, I mean, he got annoyed with me, and he was like, he was like, yo, man, the far side you see is the far side you get, and I was like, I right, do, like, I wasn't really talking to you, but okay. <laughs> oh, man, this is awesome, dude, I didn't. I didn't know you met them at the because I, you know, we were there, but we got there, we got there late because we missed the whole interaction y'all had with Quest Love when y'all when Quest Love thought y'all was trying to rob them, and I didn't know y'all you had an encounter with with Farside too. Yeah, but they were mad cool. It was just this one guy in their entourage that was like like the self appointed spokesman, but like yeah, but they were mad cool, shook up with me, chatted with me. Same thing with um, same thing with uh, who else was there? Opio from Souls of Mischief. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. He he came out. I talked to him. Destroy, who was hosting, who was like the, I guess the MC for the night or whatever you want to call it. Um, introducing the acts. He was out, you know, and I got a chance to talk to him. It was it was cool, man. It was it was real cool. That's what's up, man. That was I appreciate that. That was a good. So story. I don't know if there was I don't know if there was static between them and and and. and that lip at the time but like two years later they they reunited anyway and and, and did the rock the bells tour so that's what's up that's what's know. up man that was nice man well again appreciate all of those those gems man we we definitely gonna uh cook up the jazz the pure jazz albums right did we had that up next on the list right for our next episode i think we're gonna do jazz albums right Jazz albums for next one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You you know what? We'll just do yours since we already ran through mine. Okay, okay. I I see I only did songs, but no, I'm I, I'm not gonna I, I only had a couple of songs. I, I just did I'm gonna do my jazz albums for the next episode. But yeah, like you know, that far side was one of the ones that the, the um lab cabin California was the one I really wanted to highlight as far as that because I forgot how <laughs> great that was man and i think the, all the rest of them was you know that you had on your list was pretty much songs that i was gonna name off so gotcha gotcha 
All right, man. We got some awards to give out. I'm running out of time. So I don't have anything for our first award, our milk carton award. I got on my milk carton, man. I got Michael Conley. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's been missing. I, 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 we, 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 we touched on it earlier in the show, man. But, like, this ain't the Mike Conley that I know, man. Like, you know, uh, I hope he get us together. I hope he, he pop back up. I hope so, too, man. He was one for 16 his first game from the field. Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> How you go one for 16? And that and the one was a layup. The, the, the one point of the field goal that he hit was a layup. Oh, wow. So he missed all jump shots. It, it was crazy, man. Mike, please, man. I'm praying that you, you get it together, dude. And I, I want this to be a great move by the Jazz. So that you know, Ian's pick can be successful. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I had y'all finishing six, so I mean, even if y'all finish there, I don't care. Uh, you played yourself a war. Mine's is going to John Collins, man. Oh, uh, <laughs> you talk about hey, Ian. You, you know, the the, the Atlanta, the, you know, Atlanta Hawks is my sleeper team. You know, I've been rooting hard for him. I'm glad my boy got was okay. You know, Trey Young almost had a scary injury couple of weeks ago a little like uh, at first i thought it was his knee turned out to be his ankle he was back in action last night against the spurs put on a good show but john collins man i had so much high expectations for this dude man he was killing this year and dude you get suspended 25 games for taking a ped that means this, this dude was on steroids like why are you taking steroids bro Come on, man. Like, what, what are you doing? No wonder you was out there trying to guard tall players. You know what I mean? Like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, man. He out there trying to guard Joel and B, man. Like, <laughs> now it makes sense. <laughs> trying to guard somebody 10 times your size. That's because you was doing them steroids. Yep. But that's, but that's who I got from you play yourself. All right, I got. I actually have John Collins and DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, him too. Him too. DeAndre Ayton, man, stay off the weed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. Yes, dude. Let it go, man. It's not that serious. It's not yeah. that serious. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all played yourselves. Essence of Otis Award. <laughs> I got. I gotta give it to Jim Boylan, the um the coach of the um of the Bulls. Oh man, I thought oh Did you hear about this punch this punch clock he installed in the in the gym? No. He's got players punching in and out for practice. Um I'm surprised you didn't hear about this. Because he wants to establish a a what did he what how did he say a professional environment or a work environment or something, but it's like Here's the thing. The whole point of like a person training their whole life to make their body this physical specimen at a young age so they can be fortunate enough to be drafted to play professional basketball. The whole point of that is so that you don't have to go into a job and punch in a clock. Right. And it's like, okay, so what if they don't punch in? Are you going to dock their pay? You, You realize these are contracted players, right? Like, like they've already signed contracts to get their money, and a lot of them make more money than you. 
So why do you have them punching in a clock for for, for practice? And I don't like the subtext. It's like it's like okay, you got this older white man who's over a bunch of younger black men, and you're trying to you're trying to teach them work ethic by you know res- res- resorting to this like very gimmicky old timey uh, uh, stunt. You know, it's, to me, it just sends the wrong message. Like, yeah, y'all ain't professionals, so I'm going to punch you in a time clock, and I'm going to know if you're going to be late, and this, this, and that. It's like, man, get out of here with that, man. Ain't nobody trying to see you. It's like, coach, man. I, I feel like it's a diversionary tactic, like, like to make up for what he lacks as a coach. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know if you've ever been on a job where you had a boss who just didn't know how to manage people and, like, for lack of a better word, it was just kind of out of ideas. So he would trip on little stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know. Like, like, yeah, never mind the fact you're doing your job. Like, like you didn't do this, this, and that. And it's like, that's what this feels like. You know, you you yeah, you put up put up 20 and 10, but you you didn't punch in for practice or something. It's just it's stupid. Right. Stupid. Right. You Oh man, I, I, don't, I don't even want to address that, man. And thanks, this is why the Bulls for, culture is messed up. Thank, thanks for alerting me, man. Because Gar Packs, they, they probably hear stuff I, like that and they love it. Like, oh yeah, yeah, he's 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 making them work hard and establishing a good environment, a good work yeah. ethic. Like, I, no, he's I, not. I, I, it's I, like, has I, it has this resulted in any wins for the Bulls? I I I. I, I'm I hate Chicago teams right now. I, I'm I just hate Chicago teams right now. I'm just done. I'm done. I'm just enjoying basketball for what it is, man. I'm not I'm not devoting any more time. Okay, I'm gonna get to that later. But but anyway, my I'm spraying my <laughs> I'm spraying my cologne on the on, on the NFL, the commissioner of the NFL, man, Roger Goodell. I know I, I know the Chargers owners are saying this is fake news. But don't nobody wants to see an NFL team in London, man. Gonna be willing to travel to London to play an NFL game. Stop talking about y'all gonna move the Chargers to London, London, or move an NFL team to London, dude. Let let that go, Roger Goodell. Nobody wants to see that. To London, nobody. Yeah, dude. Roger Goodell has had this this passion. That's why he's got these random teams going out including you know the Bears played the Raiders like a few weeks ago out in London we talked about that uh the, the Texans played the, the the Jaguars out in London it, 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 these these games are so horrible like they they either turn into blowouts they don't be good games they're just because players aren't used to that going on eight hour trips to flights to London and then getting off a plane and playing a football game, dude. I don't that that's it's terrible. There's gonna be no home field advantage for whatever team you move to, to London because London is not football is not their favorite sport. They don't even watch And they're football. nine hours they're ahead of us. So it's like Yeah. It's like why don't you just look into putting a team in Canada or something? Right, right. Or or go to or you Try to work up something yourself and say, you know what? Let's 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 start a let's start a European NFL league or something like that. That's separate from the NFL. Yeah, but you're gonna put to see how it's done in London. It's like, I... <laughs> don't shit. 
That's stupid. Nobody ain't coming to see that, man. But anyway, Cuddy Award. My, Up next. my Cuddy Award is going to the Washington Nationals fan who took a baseball to the chest because he didn't want to drop the two beers he was holding. Oh, that was dope. That was dope. <laughs> that was dope. <laughs> and and he ended up getting tickets to the to, to the World Series uh, championship game. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and got a shirt made of him dodging the uh, you know, hit the, getting taking the baseball to the chest. <laughs> Did you see the t-shirt? No, I didn't. Oh, you gotta look it up, Ian. It's hilarious. Oh wow, I love it. I love it. My my Cuddy Award goes to the black cat that ran out on the field during the Giants Cowboys game on Monday night. I don't know if you saw it. Nah, nah, man, you talking football, dude? Dude, it was so. Dude, I I don't watch. I wasn't. I didn't watch that game. I was actually at the. I actually went to the gym yesterday with the wifey, and you know I got the TVs up and everything. And I'm looking up, man. At, you know, one of the TVs playing the news. You know. And they showing this cat just running around the football field. And the fans are taking pictures of it. He just chilling. And the security is trying to grab him. He just running around. And then <laughs> he made a nice little run all the way. He did a Bo Jackson. Remember when Bo Jackson had broke off that long touchdown and he ran all the way till he just ran out of the stadium? Yeah, yeah. That's what that cat <laughs> Oh, wow. Dude, it was hilarious, dude. But the one thing that I don't like about this whole you know black cat thing they tried to blame the black cat for the reason why the giants lost the game because at the, at this point the giants were up 12 to 3 and after the black cat left the cowboys end up you know beating them 38 to whatever 18 or whatever i'm like dude y'all need to stop it with this whole suspicious thing man superstition the giants suck okay new york i'm sorry Giants fans, if you're listening to the show, your team sucks, dude. That's why y'all lost. It wasn't because of a of a black cat. <laughs> black, black, black cats, bad luck. Bad guys wear black. Must have been a white guy who started all of that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. That reminds me of that Ken Peel skit about the uh, black ice. <laughs> yeah. How come the black ice had gold teeth though? <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> that was too funny. All right, last but not least, it's the shame award, man. Man, it's a shame what happened to the Houston Astros. They had a uh three two lead. Hey, I called it, y'all. Hey, I'm th- thank you, Ian, for bringing that up. Hey, I picked the national, and I ain't watched a lick of baseball in since since August. I called the Nationals winning the winning the pen, the World Series before the playoffs started. I got I got to toot my own horn on this one. Hey, congratulations to the Nationals, man. The Astros choke. You know <laughs> how you get two home games to wrap the series up, and you lose both of them. Both of them, both of them, man. That's that's a shame. That's truly a shame. Shame what happened to the Astros, but you know what? I don't feel sorry for them because they out there doing, you know, upper management doing dirt. They trying to cover up for it. You know, I, I you know, I don't support them. <laughs> shouts out, to them, man, and and also shouts out to uh, 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 
What's the name? Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, I know he's somewhere crying in his grave. You know, <laughs> leave, leave, the, leave the Nationals for the 300 million. And look what look where that got you. You're gonna be a rich man, but you're gonna be a rich man without a ring. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick, I know you're short on time, man. Real quick, I forgot to ask you this in our NBA segment. Between the Suns, the Mavs, the Hawks, and the T Wolves, and the hot starts that they've had, which of these teams do you believe in the most, and which one do you believe in the least? Um. Well, now that John Collins is suspended, that kind of knocks my prediction of the Atlanta Hawks down a little bit. But I'm, I still got faith in them because they're in the East. I have more faith in the Dallas Mavericks. I agree. Because they they have more, you know, Brzingis and, hey, man, Doncic's the truth, dude. I, I, I tried to fight it, man. I tried not to get this man credit, but this dude can ball, dude. Like, he... He was he was balling against the Lakers on Friday night, man. Put up a triple double. Like this dude, this dude is the real deal, man. The problem with the Dallas Mavericks is that they they're not deep enough. They don't have enough coming off that bench. Steph Curry, don't give me Steph Curry. They don't have enough coming off that bench. They need to get a little bit more thicker on that bench. They need a little bit. They need a wing man too. They don't have a, a, a legitimate small forward. They're missing a small forward. They need somebody on the wing. I, I think getting rid of Harrison Barnes is coming back to haunt them a little bit. But other than that, I think Dallas is, I, I believe more in Dallas than I do the, the Timberwolves. Timberwolves is, you know, Cats having a monster season, but I still don't believe in Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> and uh, what was the other team you mentioned? The Suns and the Hawks. Oh, and Phoenix. Oh, uh, yeah, we talked about Phoenix. I'm not sold on Phoenix yet either, man. I, I'm going to have to go with Dallas. Okay, I'm, I'm actually going with Dallas, too. And the team I believe in the least is still the Timberwolves. Yeah, I don't believe in the Timberwolves. That's the team I believe in the least. If Phoenix Phoenix can get fortunate and fight for HC, but they won't get in. But I don't see – I see Minnesota getting on, on, on one of those winners, those losing streaks out of nowhere where they lose like eight or nine straight and they fall out of the picture. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I see happening. Um, for me, it's a shame what happened to the Patriots and the Packers over the weekend. I don't know if you saw it in, but they suffered one. I saw what happened to the Patriots. Oh, the Patriots got thumped. I mean, they got abused. It, it was that was a beat down. I ain't, I ain't never seen a Patriots get beat down like that before. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, though, I think theirs was a little bit worse. They lost to the Chargers. They, they didn't score a point in the first half. They was down 19 zip. Aaron Rodgers could, just couldn't get nothing going. And that team rides or dies off whether Aaron Rodgers have a good game. And it's sad, dude. This man still continues to struggle to have a complete team around him where it doesn't always have to fall on him. Like, the difference between the Packers and, and the Patriots is that, at least with Tom Brady... They build that team so that they that they build that team to protect Tom Brady. The Green Bay Packers just build that team to, oh, we'll put a talent piece here. We put a good wide receiver there. We put a good defensive guy there. But they'll ignore the offensive line and don't protect uh, Aaron Rodgers. And then he's out with a collarbone injury for half the season. Right, yeah. Like, what, 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 who, who, what does it matter 
what wide receiver you have and what tight end you have when, like, you know, the defense is creaming your quarterback and, like, he don't have time to throw. <laughs> Man, they were punishing Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was getting beat down. And because the off, I mean, they, they offensive line is whack. It's, it's whack. So that I, that's why I don't believe, I don't think Green Bay is going to go far in the playoffs if they make it because they 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 were they rely too much on Aaron Rodgers, man. They gotta stop believing that he's God and believe that he's a man, a mortal man, and and build some protection around him. Take a page out of the Patriots book and and, and build a, a, a offensive line that's gonna protect him so he can be barbecuing like Tom Brady doing the backfield. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him cook. Let him cook, dude. But with that said, that uh, that ends our show. Be on the lookout. We got the bracket conversation coming up soon. I told Ian the other night I was trying. I'm gonna try to get special guests. We might have to do like a nice show. I wanna see how I'm gonna pull that off so that we can get some more guests on here to do this this poster dunk bracket that I'm putting up. Lance Stevenson is on this bracket. Of course, he's letting you got. He he might he might win he might win he might, he might win dude I look the the dunk that I looked up of Lance Stevenson oh so so man. so if you're listening Jordan Chris if y'all listening man we gonna need one of y'all at least at least one of y'all on that show one of y'all uh, Reggie if y'all listening Dave Sitnor y'all listening Linnell hey. Let's go. Let's have this conversation. Let's have this discussion, man. And uh, I let I let Ian flip the dilated people's uh, bar. No, no, was it? The, was it the dilated it's, people's? It's, it's sound bombing three now. Sound bombing three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, how to get that sound bombing three CD ready? <laughs> also, too, man. On future episode, man. I want I want to I want to address how to how to dress when you over the age of thirty, man. Oh, good one, and. Just reminded me, and I also want to talk about um, pickup games too. Basketball uh, for the brothers, man. Oh, I, I wanted to dive. I, I definitely want to dive into that too. Yeah. I'm gonna have to add that next week. Yeah, pickup game, pickup game, do's and don'ts. Or are you 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 running through the types of players? Do's and don'ts. No, do's and don'ts. Oh, you might be on to some, man. Let's discuss that off. <laughs> Hey, we can do. Yeah, we, hey, we, hey, we can break it up into two parts. We can do both. Yeah, hey, we'll do that too, man. But I'm interested in the, in the third dressing over thirty, man. That's I think that's gonna be hilarious. Yes, yes, man. I got I got to lay out some do's and don'ts, man. Give out a few pointers. Cast be out here just throwing on whatever, man, and it's not popping. All right, cool, cool. Get that list together, man. We're gonna we'll discuss that for the next episode. So yeah, man. Can't wait, dude. With that said, I got to go cut some heads, man. Okay, then. I got to go sell this crack. <laughs> Be careful, man. They they, they shooting. They shooting in broad daylight. No, man. I'm on 79th and Stony right now, man. I'm watching my back. Yeah, please do. Please do. With that said, we'll see you guys on the next one. All right. Till next time. Peace. 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 is a story all about how the West got flipped, turned upside down, and Toronto I took over the NBA, now I'm about to become the prince of a town called LA. <laughs> what do you do, baby? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
San Antonio, playing my game until Popovich started dragging my name. Forced my way out, gave Toronto a try, and I showed everyone that I'm a real fun guy. Hit a couple big shots because I'm pretty good. Crushed Golden State when nobody thought we could. Won one little title for a man called Drake, and then Uncle Dennis said we going back to L.A. I whistled for a Tahoe, and when it came near, the lights to play recalling PG was there. My good pal Lowry's gonna miss my fame, but I signed with the Clippers back home to L.A. <laughs> To stables and LeBron was outside. He said you'll never be king in that busted ass ride. I said this is my kingdom starting today. Gonna sit on my throne. That's the clause I like. <laughs> hey, LeBron. <laughs> Joel and me and Carl Anthony Towns have zero hands. Zero. I respect the heart. Matter of fact, in my opinion, the NBA is back. We need big men like this. But the other day they got into a fight, a scuffle. I can't call it a fight. It was a shirt wrinkle off or a scuffle. But it definitely wasn't a fight, but it was entertaining. Can't call it a fight, man. You got to call it what it is. A high hug off. A bring me closer off. A house party low on drinks. A one punch off. Call it that, but you can't call it a fight, but you can't call it entertaining. I like my centers angry, upset. I like my centers with this type of energy that me and you. We gonna fight this weekend. I'm gonna load this gun and put it in my and put it in my athletic bag. If this man gets out of pocket, pow pow. That's the energy I like on my centers, man. I don't like this nice guy stuff. Shout out to Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid for doing they they sh man. That was a, my big homie Jimmy Butler said you ain't gonna do nothing. Hit him in the mouth. He just gonna look at you. He a punk off. That was a, hey homie, you don't think I smell that? You been wearing my J's without socks off? That was, look man, I've been playing against this dude, Joel, for three years, bro. He must be. Every time I play him, he smell like a dark room full of scabs. I mean, it's a strong smell. It's a strong odor, man. It can melt thin ice. One sniff and you feel like you know him off. Look, bro. I don't know how else to put this, y'all. Shout out to Ben Simmons, man. He can't hit jumpers. He can't even hit people when they not looking. His fight style is, Daddy, I'm home. Give me a hug. How you gonna hug this man? Hit him in the back of the head, man. We wanna see blood, man. You're 6'10", 240. And you're giving spirit hugs. Come on, man, I love you. You can pass, you can rebound, you can push the rock. You just can't fight. I know what the NBA should do. They need to call in Canelo. Canelo can teach Muggsy Bones how to knock out Joel Embiid. That boy got a hand. Shout out to Canelo Alvarez. 